It is now time for another episode of that other Masonic podcast. Brother Jared Atkins and Brother Todd Whaley. Season four, episode three. Season four. I did that when you one time you did TikTok live. Yeah. Season three. Yeah, well, well, I wasn't live then, thank God, because you would have blew everything out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of that other Masonic podcast, brother Toad Whale, PM Todd Whaley, <laughs> brother Jared Atkins, PM. No, CM. <laughs> Yeah, Kurt, man. I mean, um, once you get a past master degree, you are a past master. Oh, man. You know what we're going to talk about tonight? No idea. The entered apprentice degree. Never heard of it. And uh, I don't know exactly what we're going to talk about. We just might talk about the whole thing and favorite parts and symbolism and what's going on. But we're talking about this because, as you made reference last episode, which feels like it was literally just 15 minutes ago. Yeah, close. But um, I I love that. you wanted to study on the way home. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. That burrito at El Toro's. Hey, I really need to study. You got to help me study. You got to help me study. All right, no problem. Anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> that hour and a half. That was, oh, God. That you four, had a good little nap. I, <laughs> you had a good nap on the way up there and on the way back. You got more sleep than I did that day. I know that. <laughs> Oh, man. I was up at 3.30 in the morning. because I, te- I called you at 3.30 in the morning. That's a mother... Denny's right there. <laughs> I don't know how to put the beep in, so I'm not going to say it because if in case I don't. Pull over, I got to pee. Like, dude, we're in the middle of nowhere. I don't care, I got to pee. <laughs> we pulled over in the middle of nowhere so I could pee. But anyways. This shit was a jail. <laughs> Anywho. We. We're going to talk about the EA degree. Friday, February 16th. Was the episode be out by then? This episode will be out by then. All right, cool. We have an entered apprentice degree coming up here at Bethlehem Lodge 574. On a Friday evening. On a Friday evening. I'm not a big fan of Friday evening degrees, but that's what our candidate wanted. I'm going to try to push for uh, – Friday nights are just difficult because I have my kids every Friday night, mm-hmm. and that's hard to move that, especially now with my ex-wife. She's got a new job where we have to stay on the schedule. We actually switched weekends. Did you? This was my first weekend with the kids uh, on, on the new schedule. We've been on the same schedule for three and a half years. So I had them back-to-back weekends. She said, I didn't have to, but I, I took them last weekend for my yeah. old weekend, this weekend. But she has a new job now where we have to stick to, we have to, stick to a certain schedule. And um, Fridays are just hard. I'm going to have to move it. Uh, the young, the candidate, we were on his investigating committee. Yep. We were, we were, one of us was lead on his investigating committee. Um, he lives right across the road. 
right across the property. Right mm-hmm. across the property. He lives in uh, my family's old house, uh, Mike's my extended family. Yeah, we're talking my, cold my, generations back family. Yeah, my dad's grand, my my dad's aunt used to own that place. He found some of the uh, Atkins family memorabilia in that house. But anyways, um, I'd like to sit in the east on his degree. Yeah, I do not have to. No, you I don't could, have to. I could simply just take part in the Q and A, or I you could give uh, it to me, or give it to another but, um, or somebody wanted to do it. We we talked about this and a uh, lot in in a couple of the episodes. Uh, the incoming master and then the state of the lodge as we wrapped up the season last season. Mm-hmm. It's of my belief that if you were going to be the master of the lodge, you should be able to do civil work. Now, that's now a lot of people out there are going to find fault with that. There's going to be some brothers be like, hey, man, I don't don't take it personal. No, it's just my belief in what I believe. I believe if I'm going to be master of this lodge, I should be able to put on the degree of this lodge. Right now, I'm not saying I got to do every degree, but by God, no. I should be able to do at least one of them. And, and sometimes you get guys who show up who their lodge isn't really active. And they've been working on this part for a month or something like that. Been trying to do it, trying to do it. Well, he shows up to our lodge. If he even mentions to me, hey, I've, I've been staying this part. I like to do it. He's going to do I've it. Already, I've already gave away the apron lecture already. Oh, I want to do the apron lecture. Do you really? Yeah. Anyway, I, if you argue away, that's fine. But I promised it to the gunslinger, but I'm sure he'll... He'll take it back. Oh, if he wants to do it, I'd like to see the Greg do it. The gunslinger said he's going to be up here for this. I like to see Greg do it, honestly. I mean, he's a newer Mason than I am. So. Greg, you're committed to this now because yep. Todd just said no. Yeah, if, he, if he wants to do it, that's fine by me. I've done it. I've done it. I just like doing it. So. No, but I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. What? Brother Junior Warden. Give me a prompt here or something? Or? No. <laughs> yes. Well, you you have plenty of prompts here. I I, that. I'm going <laughs> to ask you to do something that's super important to me. I'm already cooking the meal, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to give the charge of this degree. Ooh, I'm going to stay that one. <laughs> I haven't done that in a couple years. I'm going to ask you to give the charge of this degree. I challenge you to do it. I'm challenging <laughs> myself to sit in the east on this degree. That's the easy part. <laughs> I broke out my books the other night, and then I sent a group text out. It was like, hey, got to study. So, and then uh, we're, we're, we're going to hold a practice coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, invite some guys up. I said Todd and I is going to buy some pizza if people want to show up. Practice? We talk about practice. 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 We up here talking about practice. Allen Iverson. It's my homie. My all-time point guard. Every time we do pick-ems, I always pick Allen Iverson. That was an awesome interview. Um, but anyways, so we're just going to talk about the, the inner to well, degree. What is the A degree? Tell me that. Somebody does it about Freemasonry. We say interprince degree. Well, if you look at the stages of man, old old age. Yep. Master Mason degree, third set. Right. Youth, middle age. Manhood. Manhood, we should call it. Yeah. Fellow craft, second set. Entered apprentice. Is the youth. Youth. Yeah. Nonage. Uh, Babiness. Blind. um, Infant. Infant. Okay. So that, it's, it's hard. The first for, degree of Freemasonry. So you, it's your introduction to Freemasonry. It's hard for me to pick a favorite degree because all three of them. Oh, my favorite DA. Well, well, all three of them are have parts in them that are beautiful and rich and symbolism oh, yeah. and all that. It's hard to, to single out one, but if I had to pick one, and I'm sure I said this in past episodes, so I hope nobody says I'm contradicting myself, but. <laughs> <laughs> hold a gun to my head it's probably going to be the entered apprentice degree because of what it represents oh yeah it's your first step it's your introduction it's your introduction you you're coming into this mystic 
order. Oh my God, that sounds like I'm talking about the grotto, the Mystic Order of the Bell Problems of General. Or Jerry, where's it? Majestic? No, Mystic. Dang it, Jerry. <laughs> You're never gonna let me live that down, are you? Majestic. No, that's what my buddy Jerry Weir. That's what he always. He was. Uh, well, he always had a few drinks for a lodge meeting, for a grotto meeting, and he'd say majestic. He'd say majestic every time. The first time, he's like Jerry. He's like, I know, I know. <laughs> majestic, but <laughs> it it's rich in symbolism because it oh, yeah. you're, you're coming into something that you know. You're looking for your books. Yeah, give me your monitor. There's my, there's my 1975 Papaw monitor. Uh. It's rich in symbolism. I'm sure I've got it open on bookmarked on the EA somewhere. Mm, not really. But it's you don't know anything. No, you're going there blind. You're going in blind, literally. Technically blind. Yeah. Technically, I mean, you're and you're going in to learn something. I bet that was a Job's daughters from last year card. <laughs> yep. So, um, what are you what are you digging for? I'm just looking for stuff like that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so talk to me about, tell me why you like the internet press degree so much. Because it, it is your introduction. It is the most important degree, in my opinion, because that's the degree. Is getting, it's getting, everything after that is going to be judged in that first degree. Right. If you don't make a good impression on that candidate in that first degree, I, I honestly think that he's not going to have an enjoyable journey through the three degrees if that first one wasn't somewhat mind-blowing or exceptional in some way okay if that guy isn't going like wow that guy really knows the work or yeah that ritual work was all memorized that, that is completely awesome I mean, well if you don't blow their mind that first one if you don't make him mesmerized or whatever fancy other word i could think of if you don't make him that impressed in that first degree he may never come back if you're stumbling over your words or if you're doing sloppy floor words. That's exactly what I was going to talk about. You get guys on the sideline talking the entire time and not giving the right attention or reverence to the whole situation. Then this guy's like, well, you guys are a bunch of jokers. I'm not coming back to this. Think baseball. Okay. I was just talking to Kirk Gooksell at work the other day. Kirk Gooksell. For- Kirk Duck for WBDC Sports. I'm Kirk Gooksell. The voice of Jasper. No else matters. I told him. I said, I said, man, I said, you've been the voice. I said, Kirk. I said, I was born in 87. God, you're old. I said, when did you start doing this? And he's like, I don't know, early 90s, 91, 92, something like that. I'm like, you've been the voice of sports across Dubois County as long as I can remember. I want to be so – I do color one time for a football game. I'd be awesome in it. I did that. I know. I want, I want it was terrible. You. Oh, he's bad, bad. No, they're like, you didn't do that bad. Look at that guy run. That's what I said. <laughs> but anyways, I was talking to Kurt. I, yeah, I'm in I the played I, football. You didn't. You just watched I, it. <laughs> 2006, I graduated high school. 2007, Forest Park got their football team. You want to know why this is funny? My mom and dad graduated from Forest Park in 1986. They said in 1987, Forest Park would have a football team. Think about this. They graduated in 86. They said they'd have a football team in 87. Didn't. I graduated in 06. 20 years later, they had their football team in 2007. I would have been one a hell of an offensive lineman. Maybe. Anyways, I've been thinking baseball. So, baseball analogy. All right, go ahead. Baseball was my first love, just like wrestling. So, batting cleanup. Tell everybody that might not know anything about sports, what's batting cleanup? That is your fourth batter. Fourth in lineup, usually your power And why do you do that? Because if you potentially have the bases loaded. You can drive all the runs in. Drive, have a four-nothing, four-whatever lead. lead. The first yes. Okay. By this, what I was, why, <laughs> we take the long way around here on, yeah, uh, on Steel Toe, or uh, <laughs> that other Masonic podcast. Uh, we take the long way around. Um, 
are you saying that for your degree work, specifically the entered apprentice degree, to put that degree to put that degree on as the master, are you chart you're, you're trotting out your home run hitter? You're trotting out your cleanup spot? Might as well, yeah. Oh man, I got it. Maybe I better hand this off to somebody else. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it's a de- but it's a degree that is it, everything else can be judged off this degree, in my opinion. Now, it's just my opinion, but I think the the first step in anything you do needs to be the most important step. I mean, the- well, if you got a guy up there that's stumbling over over there, it's one thing if I get up there and I do this degree and I put this on, and it's like every every 20 or 30 words i need help right but if you're going up there and i'm you know it's every other word i need a prompt right. then i need to be taken out of the chair well yeah you don't want to embarrass guy like that though at any time but it but it, it's not just that but it's like okay like see we're gonna have a, a new senior deacon that night now whether or not he wants to do it or if we can give it away totally up to him don't matter to me anyway but I do know that my co-host and my current junior warden <laughs> is one of the best senior deacons I've ever seen. I do oh, know that. You're just right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just right. Go on. Go on. But if you're not squaring those corners and if you're not, you know, and I'm real big, I'm real big proponent of the senior deacon talking to the candidate, keeping him informed of what's going on the whole time. Like whenever I, you know, I do my part out loud that I'm supposed to do in part of the ritual and everything, but we're walking. I'm talking, hey, we're just. Nothing bad's gonna happen to you. I know because you're hoodwinked. You know you're going through everything blind. You're not you're not brought to light yet. And if I've seen guys go through it and be just pouring down with sweat because they're so scared something's gonna happen. Right. And nothing. I mean, we're not we're not hazing anything like that or nothing like that. But see, I'd be talking to the guy. Okay, we're gonna come up here and we're gonna turn right. When I tell you turn right, just turn right. And I'm talking to the guy the whole time. But if you have a new guy like say uh, John McEwen, who is will be our current. Uh, senior deacon when he gets installed next this month or in February, um, he may not be aware of that. He might be, he might not be. I don't know. But it's little stuff like that. Make sure the guy's taken care of. He knows what he knows what's going on. He at all time. He's never, you know, if he has a question, he can ask it while we're walking. You know, right? I've ever had, had to stop in the middle of walking. The guy asked me a question, just to answer it. They're like, "Why'd you stop for?" I said, "Well, I had to answer a question." So. You want to know why we're doing this, and I told him so. But it's it, it's not just that, but it's it's the, the first degree is the most important. The first step of any journey is the most important, you know, because you know that's a, that's the first thing that's going to be judged off of. If I've I've been I've been east and I've had to gavel guys down in the middle of degrees. Hey, if you want to have a conversation, go out to dining hall. But right now we're doing this, so be quiet. So take me through. Take everybody through the. I, I really don't know how we've never dissected and broken down a degree before, so I don't really well, know. And really, how we, sh- we can't really give away. A no, whole we can't lot, give away a whole lot. But let's let's talk but, about what we can talk about. Like, what what do you think are some of the the more important parts that's often overlooked of this degree? Like, I think for me, something that often gets overlooked is what happens before there's even a degree. Well, you have to send your senior deacon. Yeah, you have you have senior deacon. And has, I think I'm allowed to give this away. I think I am. Senior go down the They ask to speak to the candidate first yeah, because he, a guy could still have reservations. Exactly. Yes. That's where. Thank you. Uh, send the guy out to make sure that he's willing to submit to our initiation ceremonies, and to make sure that he does have a belief of a supreme being and a creator. And I forget the third question, but and this is not. I mean, and they're very basic questions. They're yes or no questions. Do you believe this? Are you willing to this? Yes, yes, yes. 
come back in, answered, he answered yes, move on. My dad was one of the stewards for my entered apprentice degree. Yeah. I think. I'm trying to think. Like, I got a good memory, but I'm, I'm, some of my degree, I'm, I'm going hazy. <laughs> my grandfather was uh, a senior deacon for one or two of my degrees. He sat in the East for my one of my degrees. Now I can't remember. But anyway, I think my dad was senior. I think my dad was a steward, and a guy that's no longer with us, Harry Speedy, a great brother. He was a dual member here in at Equity, which is just up the road. And something that's, that I have always made sure to, to do um, when I have been a steward in a degree, when because the stewards go out with the preparation room to get the candidate and ready. They, they take him in and get prepared, yeah. Okay. One thing I have always made sure to do is that I tell the candidate, hey, what you're about to go through, every single one of us have done it. Right. And I make sure to specifically say we have an outfit that is part of our initiation ceremonies. You have mm-hmm. to put this on. Right. Because when I first went back into this room, my dad, and, and I don't want anybody to, 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 to badmouth a, a guy that's no longer with us, Harry Speedy, because that's not it. He's a great guy. Harry didn't say nothing. My dad did. I love my dad, but sometimes he's a goofball. He said, <laughs> I need you to take your clothes off. So when I first hear those words. <laughs> yeah. And every other Mason listening to this podcast right now knows what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Immediately what goes through your mind is horror because all you've heard (laughs) sometimes have been negative things. People messing with you, yeah. To which I later told my dad as I became better at masonry, is like, you should have told me we have a costume put on. Now, granted, this is my dad, so it's okay. It's not like this was my dad saying this to a complete stranger. This was my dad saying it to me. But still, for a, about a 30-second period before I saw them grab the clothes, I was like, well, this is about to get really weird. Well, back in the, back in the day, the guy used to go through was basically, uh, he, you know, he, he came like in a, in a suit. Okay, he would, jacket be taken off, he'd wear a vest, take a vest off, you'd invest all your medals, and you'd take off one of your shoes. Well, they basically just, you'd go through in your white shirt, and they'd just take one of your arms out. And tuck it, tuck the loose sleeve in behind you, and you did it all in what you basically wore to lodge. But since you know, I think the, the fraternal companies have come up with with some kind of garb or ritual garb stuff like that, and every lodge has bought it. And I, and I think that's that is why that is why as as master of the lodge like this year, I think that'd be cool. As as master of the lodge this year, I'm hoping to see. Hey, we set up here on our January 1st state of meeting, mm-hmm. January 3rd state of meeting, installation officers, and I told people what to expect. I said, hey, at our February meeting, which I've got to work on that this week, I'm going to try to present some, some printouts to you guys of things that I'm going to have done this year and things that we're going to do, which I still got to work on that. Yeah. Uh, but that's one thing. I'm, I, I challenged you guys. I said I'm going to challenge every one of my officers to sign a petition this year. Okay, Gary. <laughs> Easy now. Easy now. All you're worried about is membership, aren't you? <laughs> you're right. That's right. We're doing away with everything else. It's just all about membership. Not a memorization club. <laughs> <laughs> but Love you, Gary. <laughs> Don't take my dues, guys. <laughs> but I, I want to make it important. First impressions are important. Okay, they, oh, yeah. can, they can come up here and talk to us. They're blue in the face. They can go through the BIB. They can do this. They can talk to the senior dick in the hallway. 
it doesn't get real until you're in that room. Oh, yeah. And tact and respect is paramount. Oh, yeah. Jackie Ash, I'll never forget this. 2009, I'd been a master mason for a year. We always do our lodge of instruction in March back then. Now, right. me and you, I've been around. We do them in November. Now, we don't do them at all. But yeah, there, there wasn't one this past year. Yep. But uh, that's coming back. I haven't. Faith, oh, it will, I hope. this year I have one. But in 2009, I've been in for 13 months. We did it every March. Mm-hmm. Jackie Ash said something. We did we did one on Air to Prince Street. We were doing one at Honeyberg Lodge. It was at the old lodge up above the, the bank, mm-hmm. right across from where I used to live. Which like I, I told you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was cool. It was such a cool place. Took an elevator up. So yeah. cool. Jackie said, Didn't think you, take you always <laughs> tell the candidate, we have an outfit to put you in. Yeah. You have to wear this outfit. If you're a little bit bigger of a guy, Bring sweats. We'll let you wear that. Yeah, we did but that you, you at my have, home lodge, too. We had a set of, uh, I think, 5X. Yeah. And they were, they were big. Jackie mm-hmm. said, you never tell a candidate, strip down to your shorts. Yeah. He said, because the the fear is going through them right then. And he said, that is just, that is not who we are. He said, and that is not the first impression you want to no. send out. And the senior, the senior steward's got a little spill he's got to say to the right. candidate, too, and everything. And I fully admit that I can never remember that. I have to read it right out of the monitor. Me too. I've re- it's actually in the or, ritual. Well, or the ritual, yeah. But I have to, I've yeah. Done, I've done Senior Street many times and not even done it. And I, Are you serious? Yeah. Just totally forgot it. Hey, yeah, we got these, we got these for you. Put these on. When you get when you get all fully dressed back up, come back in, we'll get everything situated. Yeah, and that's the thing. Some of us, uh, I, I've done some steward work in the last couple of years for, for Dubois Lodge and Line Lodge Jasper. It's like, hey, if you want, like, we've all went through this. We're not trying to, to, to do anything. I was like, you can right. keep, for the love of God, please keep your panties on. I'm trying to be funny. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, you I'm, should I'm, say panties. Just for the love of God, keep your underbritches on. Yeah. Uh, if you want, we can leave the room or we can turn around. Most of them are like, no, it's okay. We're all guys. We all we all had a high school I locker always, room. I always have, always have the stewards leave. But I was like, I can, you know, leave the room if you yeah, or leave, I turn around. We leave the room, let him, you know, put the shirt and the pants on. And he then when you're done, the open door, we'll come back in and we'll get you situated the right way. Right. Uh, but uh, but that part being what really what was live to me, I mean, one thing to do is to get dressed, but when you walk in that room, and I was, I was, they didn't, they didn't let me see the lodge room before I joined. Well, see, that's such common nowadays. Yeah. My God, how many petitions have we brought in and feels like, come on in, our secretary's walking yeah. about and the it lodge. Wasn't, it wasn't that they were keeping it a secret from me. It just, I it wasn't just, a thing then. I just didn't do it. I just didn't go in the lodge room for well, some it, weird reason. I just didn't do even it. Even then though, you got to think that's 20 years ago, over 20 yeah. years ago, because you came in in 2000s. 2002, yeah. That's that still wasn't that big of a thing to show. Yeah, I mean, we somebody, it wasn't like a really... I, went back, I didn't I, get taken... I, I interviewed it. I interviewed at the lodge with a couple guys. And usually they go to your house, but I was, I was up there one day and... I didn't get taken around the room, but you got to think. I've been around this building my yeah, whole life. Well, I mean, even when it was right across the train tracks. Yeah, you knew about and it. I, and so. I knew about it, like, because I was third-generation Mason. I'd I didn't... Never, I'd never been... My dad wasn't active in lodge. He was always Mason, but I never active. See, dues payer. Dues payer. He's a Mason. But <laughs> I love you, dude. But I never uh, I never saw the inside of a lodge room until, you know, I got the blindfold taken off of me. See, I thought I was going downhill the entire time. When they're going down the altar, you know, I thought I was going downhill. 
the blindfold was very which I don't even know if we're allowed to say it's blindfolded, but I think it's in the ritual. It's so in, it's in the, in the hood we talked about it. So I mean, you know, we're we've never went through a degree. But, I mean, Grand Lodge has supported us. They haven't pulled our cards for anything <laughs> in the last. Well, 15, Aaron, 16 we don't months. have to give away the bank here and everything, but no, but, but the Mason degree. I mean, everyone knows and everyone finds on the internet. Blah blah blah. Yes, there is a certain outfit you wear. It's situated a certain. Do you way. want to know what I found on the internet? I found all of it on the internet. So you, I was just thinking the other day. I was on there. I was sitting. Oh God, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I was sitting at the desk the other day, and it's like, hey man, it's like. Uh, I was thinking about something. I didn't have my books with me, and I just googled it and opened it. Yeah. Right there, full uh-huh. on written out, word for word, just the same as in the book that's in the the oh, yeah. case right behind me. And I was like, "What kind of person puts? What kind of person does this?" That's William Morgan. <laughs> oh, you can. They can't find you, but <laughs> but yeah, it's all out there to find. It's not like it's a you know. It's we're promised not to give away the secrets, but anyone else who that didn't keep that promise who expelled or something like that or left for some reason or the other. They don't have any obligation to us, or they don't think they do, but they do, but they don't. But, but they, you know, you talk about the whole interference degree, it's rich in symbolism and allegory and everything, but how many people actually know what all the symbols and allegories mean? I well, mean, you don't at first. No, no, you don't. But and if you're you, really true to the craft, you study and you find out over time. Or, or brothers are there to inform but there's, you or teach I guarantee you. But. you, there's some people that have been members of this lodge for 20 years or better that never fully get it. Oh, yeah. That don't. And for the love of God, we're not chastising these people. No, but, like but you can say, tell. There's, there's, everyone has a, a path to take a Freemasonry. And I've been saying this for years. There's a, you could be the. The ritualist who memorized everything and could give every bit of ritual from the very from the inner from page up to, one to the last. From yeah, every page they they know memorized every lecture, every optional lecture, every soliloquy, whatever you want to call them. I love when and, you say soliloquy. <laughs> and there's guys here in the philanthropy part of doing the charity work and you know coming with fundraisers, helping out any way they can that way. And there's guys here into the symbolism and the occultness, if you want to call it that. You know, into the, the the true meaning of all the symbols and everything. Like the that. point within a circle. The circle punk. The but, phallus. <laughs> yeah, the lingus. <laughs> the the day we start talking about phalluses on here. But you know, and there's obvious for that and everything. But your common mason who joins because you know, granddad wanted me to join, and it thought it'd be a good thing for me to be a member of and everything like that. He doesn't know what any of this stuff means because, well, a he he's probably not going to study the books again. He did all three degrees, but he probably never read the monitor more just a passing glance. And he didn't get the actual ritual books like the officers get. Do you know how many times I've went to sit in lodges? Not just since I came back, but in the first five, six, seven, eight years I was active. You know how many guys I've seen come in that don't bring books with them? Well, a lot of them don't. They just sit there like where me and you come in. When <laughs> I come in with a converted diaper bag. I got a nice little leather satchel. <laughs> but how many people don't? Rob Hendricks carries his Masonic Bible that he got with him. Yeah, got a Bible there. Yours is a small Bible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't care about a big one. I, don't, I never got a big one. So. But that's what I'm saying, though. Some guys, and there's nothing wrong with that, but some guys, they don't even bring any. I'm like, how do you sit here and how do you study? Well, obviously, they don't. That's, yeah. And, uh, and that's okay. I mean, that's just that's, that's what their Freemasonry is. Whereas when I was learning it, I wanted to know, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does that mean? 
I mean, you know, what I mean by this, I, because if you, really, if you really break down all the lectures and everything, if we would like, say we were back in the 1800s, 1860s, whatever, most guys got a classical education, which they learned about the Greeks and the Romans, and, you know, they learned more philosophy, so like that in school. Yeah. Where nowadays, we really don't get that. We get math, science, you know, history, and that's basically it. You know, we're... in. To get on a soapbox, kids nowadays are taught how to pass a test, not really taught how to learn. Accurate. Yeah, accurate. Accurate. And I got family who are school administrators, and they, they hate when I say this stuff like that. But they're, they're just taught to be able to pass a test, not really taught to keep going for a little more education. You need, why Why do you have this question? Well, look it up, try to find it. No, it's not important, it's not on test. But I digress. Whereas uh, now I'm, you know, back then they got that classical education where they learned about, you know, what the Golden Fleece was, what, what the chivalric orders of England Talk were. Talk about that. The, the Golden Fleece. I was going to bring that up anyway because I pulled up on Wikipedia. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier before we started rolling tape. And this is something I've been doing here recently because I've been, I didn't know what a Golden Fleece was. I figured it was some mythical ancient thing that they came up with and it turned out i was right on that part don't ask me what i what i said when he asked me about the roman eagle <laughs> but it's a it comes from greek mythology and is literally a golden hair pelt it's a fleece of a golden wool wooled woolen winged ram it has a, a name ram? a ram that it has a name that i cannot pronounce chris salamos or something like that that rescued uh, Phyrex and brought him to uh, Kaluches. See, I, I have no idea how to say Kaluches, maybe? I don't know. And he, he sacrificed it to Zeus. Or, uh, yeah, Phyrex. Phyrexes, or whatever you say it. He was sacrificed to Zeus and everything. And then he was given to the king, Atias, or whatever. Names I can't figure out. Then Jason and Argonauts stole it and with the help of Modea. Uh, the daughter of the king and stuff like that is a symbol of authority and kingship. So basically, it's just a symbol for authority and kingship in a roundabout way, but that's what the golden fleece represents. Uh, the Roman eagle was a, a, a battle banner for the, uh, or actually, is a basically to show what legion of the Roman army you're from. The Roman Empire. <laughs> not exactly. Roman reigns. But we're not, when you become Mason, they don't explain that stuff to you. It's something you're expected to either ask about to a well-formed brother or to learn on your own. See, that's the thing. <laughs> Keep interrupting me. Go I, ahead, that, Hey, what is my job on here? You interrupt me. And what do the listeners always say? You guys are having fun. I do it. Yeah. Do you guys mean to do that? No, we're not. To, to, I love the way you and Jared just, just work those interruptions in and plan it so perfect. That's not planned. He yeah, really does it that. It ain't planned. <laughs> It's not explained to you because some things I think we're meant to find on our own. Right. Your uncle. Bill. My boss. Bill. Your uncle Bill. My boss at the, Bill. At, the, at the TV radio station. Bill. Sometimes we go, we, I shouldn't say we go around and around because I love your uncle. He's, he's been the greatest boss I've ever had in my life. You got low expectations. He, <laughs> sometimes I, I joke we go around and around because he gets irritated with me because some of the things I post on our website because, uh, you know, we do the website, and then we have the radio and TV. You can post anything on the website, but for TV and radio, we have to take a, a big website posting and break it down because of time constraints, right? Right. Sometimes I don't, I don't give all the information, and I'm like, 
these people have to figure it out on their on their own. And he's like, no. He goes, mm. some people don't. They they won't. Know, that they won't. So when you say that though, some of the things that thinking back, if I can think back to October of two thousand seven, taking an entered apprentice degree. If I can think back that far, some things I wasn't told, and I was like, well, I don't understand this, and I wasn't smart enough to go and try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So if you, don't, if you don't dumb it down and break it down for them, you know, I'm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people just, people just they, they join for the wrong reasons. They're joining because, you know, grandfather, dad, a friend wants them to join. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'll join. Why not? You know, they're not joining to try to find a way to approve themselves. Now you got me questioning why did I join? <laughs> I joined because I knew. You joined because you want to be close to your well, dad and your grandpa. I joined because I, I've been around this. Right. Now, no, granted, that, you know. that's they, a fine reason to join, too. There's no wrong reason to join this except to get out the secrets. Sometimes I'd get kicked out of the kitchen for, you know, when I wasn't supposed to. But there'd oh, be yeah. times I'd hear him studying in passing. And I was up here around this. I was at the functions as a kid running around the dining hall at both lodges. This, right. one, this one that we built in, and, and you know, 2000. It, in 2000. And at the old one across the street that's, that's still there. Uh, that's falling apart. It's yeah. still there. But uh, I was a part of this. Plus, I've heard, I've, I've said it. Everybody's heard me say it. The coolest brand, the brand identification in the world, the square compass and the letter G. Um, I joined because you know that phone number, area code, ring a bell to you. No, I don't either. Anyway, go, keep going. No, I'm just saying. I I joined because I knew I was always around this, and I think I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't start asking questions. Uh, I mean, you had to be 18. You used to be 21, yeah. You used to be 21. When I, I mean, had to be 18, I was, I was 19 when I started asking. Signed my petition when I was 19. And then the summer we went in the dark. We, I turned 20 while we were in the dark. We were in, the, I signed my petition in May or June of 2007, we was in the dark July and August. September of 2007, I was I turned 20 in August, so they had their September meeting. Yeah, and I had my entered apprentice degree in October. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I was, man, that was something too. That this brought up all the. Fa- I know it is for you too, because you're thinking about it too. But I'm thinking about mine. Like I remember the weather today. I got my entered apprentice degree. The the. There was no BIB, like to say. I know no, some no people don't ask, ask about that. I've had people like, what do you guys talk about on your podcast when you talk about BIB, people from other states? Just a background check. Yeah. The state of Indiana, Now we, we've learned, Todd and I, through doing the podcast, that other states are doing this now. Not all states. Not all states. But some the, states are doing it. In the it, state yeah. of Indiana, in the last three to five years, they've made a change. Two years. Two years, whatever. Yeah. You have to uh, have a background check now. Yeah, you have to have a, a, a basic criminal and just general check. Background check. I don't exactly agree with it, but I can I, see. I can see why having it because, but at the same time, if you do a, a good enough investigation, calling all your references and everything, that should be enough. But you know, nowadays with the technology we have, it's just easier sometimes to go to BIB. But I'm, I'm enjoying this little episode here. I just 
I'm thinking yeah. back because because you are too. Like oh, I, yeah, I, I can mean, remember who was on my investigating team. I go Morello, and I and I and two of those two of those brothers are no longer with us. See, I don't remember who I, was on mine. I, I don't. I vaguely remember even getting interviewed. To be honest with you, but I remember the day I got my A degree. It was 72 degrees. It was clear blue skies out because we went out front of lodge house and got back around smoked. And we're me and my dad and I've never Keller. seen you with a cigarette. <laughs> you won't either now. But uh, we went out sit front of lodge of smoke and everything. <laughs> and I just remember saying it is a perfect day out right now. When, when were you raised? What? Well, my EA degree was in uh, April of 2001. Before 9 11 even happened. Oh yeah, it was yeah April and uh, May is Fellcraft and June was uh, Master Mason. What lodge did you get raised in? Austin one. Well, so it was up there. Yeah, yeah it was up at Tipton. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys had already moved. You moved here when you were 13. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here. I graduated a long time ago. It was October. I want to say it was October 11th. It might have been October. It was either October 11th was my inner apprentice or it was October 4th because my fellow craft was January 4th or January 11th, whatever it was. But, oh, God, it was on a Wednesday. I remember it like it was a Wednesday evening. <laughs> Go figure. We were just talking about that. Yeah, most lodges meet the same the same day as their They try meetings. to. Yeah. Some will do them on odd days, but for the most part, I know up north it was uh, called Natalie Lodge, uh, I, three, 389, I think it's the number, but they met the same night we did, th first Thursday of the month. And we had to call them during our, during our state of meeting, are you guys scheduling degree work this month? And they say, yes, okay, what day? Okay, we're doing it next Thursday. Okay, we're going to do it the third Thursday. Don't schedule anything then. I mean, but that's just so. If you know, not, you split your your travelers up. You would have enough to do the work. You know what I told you? Which again, you're coming from. You're a central northern transplant. True. Yeah. That Indianapolis within an hour drive, mm -hmm. you can see degree work six nights a week if you oh, want easily. to. Yeah, very easily. But when I told you Saturday night degrees weren't a big thing, but they do occasionally happen. Mm -hmm. My fellow craft and master mason degrees were both Saturday night degrees. Really, really? Yeah. So you've, you're like, well, I've heard people doing Saturday mornings. Yeah, we did a lot of Saturday mornings. No. We were Saturday nights. Friday nights, we did a lot of them. Saturday nights, two of them. Fellow craft and master mason were both Saturday night degrees. See, Friday night uh, degree usually went pretty late. Not at the lodge, but usually at the bar afterwards. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we'd, uh, the great thing about being there and uh, tempted is you're right downtown. You remember a block off the square, the main square down there. And you could walk down the alley and be right to a bar in less than five minutes. So. No wonder you guys love the grotto up there. <laughs> that was in Kokomo. That wasn't Tipton. But. <laughs> so, so let's let's talk more about the, the entered apprentice degree here. Well, That's what, yeah, the entered apprentice degree. What, what, is, what are some of your favorite parts about this degree? Well, I like the April lecture. That's that's what I think. You were so that you were so attached to that because you did that when you went to Illinois. I did. I did the Indiana on behalf, of, the, on behalf of our show. You went to Illinois. Yeah. Well, Greg Sidwell told me. Well, they're they're actually having a all degree day in Sparta, Illinois. And I was going to go to that, but I'm like, I didn't know anybody else going to it. So I, it's going to be real hard to work my way into that one. But Greg uh, Sidwell, who's been on the show. Uh, Put a word in with the master. Like, he well, he's a dual member of uh, of, a, of Toledo Lodge over in right. Illinois, and he's at Newton, he's at Newton Lodge, and he's a, a dual member, plural member, whatever you want to call it, of a Toledo Lodge. And said, "Hey, we're having a an interprint Saturday morning at Toledo," and I'm like, "Interesting." So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go with that one." Or, You're going? He goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna be senior deacon that day." I said, "Okay, I'll go." 
Well, I get up there and he's uh, he's sick. He's sick. He has a really bad allergies because it was that time of the year when the pollen yeah. all came out one time. So he he was at home and everything. And I had called him a week before. And said, hey, do you think you let me do the apron lecture since I'm busy and everything? And I'm sure it's about the same everywhere you go and everything. It's the same basic concept or wording. If you've never heard Todd tell this story on the podcast <laughs> before, it's in the archives, but it's hilarious every time he tells it. Go ahead. <laughs> but I get up there and you know I call Greg. Hey, where you at? I'm not going to make it. My allergies are killing me. Said, okay. I said, well, do they know I'm coming? He goes, yeah, I've already talked to the manager. He knows you're coming and everything. And I've mentioned you want to do the apron lecture. And I thought, great. Okay. So I get in there and everything. And their lodge is a little different. It's an old church. And they're they're a dining hall, if you want to call it that, because it's basically like five tables up against the wall, but it's on one side of the, of the lodge, and the lodge is on the other, basically on the same level almost. So you come in the front door, and you walk into the lodge, and then you walk up a little flight of stairs, and there's a dining hall. So well, that's different, you know, because it, it, it's a beautiful lodge nonetheless. I mean, it's really set up Did nice. you get pictures of that one? I don't remember. You no, did not. I didn't. I was, for some reason, I left and never <laughs> took one picture of that place. Um, but uh, like the guy said, "Hey, uh, you know, you want to you want to do a little work?" And he said, "Yeah, I like to do the apron lecture." I said, "I'm sure it's the same where we're going and everything." He, goes, he said, "Well, we got we have two versions." <laughs> he said, "We have the and I forgot all my books at home and everything, so I didn't have any of my ritual with me or nothing." And he goes, "Well, we we have, we have two ways to do. It. We have the short form and the long form." He said, "Here's our their ritual. They opened the ritual book, and theirs isn't a cipher. It's all written out in plain English." And I started reading through it. I go, okay, you know, the short version is very short. I mean, basically what we do during the work lecture. Right. I said, we do the, we always do the long form, so that's why I'll just do the way I do it and everything. He goes, okay. And I looked through it. I said, the word is pretty much identical. You're not going to miss a thing on this. And, and he let me do it. But the weird thing about where we hold our apron up and it's unraveled yes. and everything, theirs is always rolled up. And they hand it to the candidate, rolled up. And then he takes it to the senior board and teaches them how to wear it and everything. But I thought that was kind of neat. But everyone there looking at me like, he's doing the long version. I guess not a lot of guys do <laughs> the long version. That's not the long version. That's the version we do in mm-hmm. Indiana. That's- yeah. And it, it, it just amazed me. Those guys are like, man, they, they, you guys do that every time? So, yeah, every time we do the full version of it. We don't. It's the only thing we short is a stair lecture, and that's not done very often. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, going over there, and it's. The apron lecture to me, that's when you be, that or the working tools. That's when you become a mason, in my opinion. It's not the obligation. I mean, then you're you're promising, okay, I'm gonna follow all these rules that you laid down, but but now I got my badge of a mason. That's when you become a mason. Okay, that's when you become a mason in name. But then when you get your working tools, that's when you become a mason in practice. Can I, can I, am I getting to you there? No, no. I'm just I mean, thinking, like, when you get taught how to use the data printer, no, yeah. I think that's just that's when that's when you become a a, a practicing mason. Then, so yeah, you can get all the all the rules and the obligation and everything. You get all that stuff to charge and stuff like that. But unless you know how to identify yourself, and then how what tools you use as a data printer, my favorite part. The whole degree is beautiful. And again, if done correctly, all yes. three degrees are beautiful. And it's hard to pick a favorite degree, but I always go back to this one. And the reason I go back to this one is because it's how it started. And I have fond memories of all the learning and studying. 
And it's nothing against my dad. I don't want people out here. I, I do not. Your dad is a good old country boy. You like my dad, don't yeah. you? I don't want everybody out here to think I'm crapping on my dad. My dad has got. My dad has started to get back since I got back in. It's been one thing, but now that now that I've 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 you know I'm in the East, it's a little different. He's yeah. he's coming back around and he's Come acting like he's you. he's acting like he's going to participate more. And it's nothing against my dad. It's the memories with my grandfather more than my oh, dad. Yeah. And uh, and you guys heard me say, and I'll say it again for those who don't, for who've never heard, for the new listeners. Here we go again. <laughs> I always do the crossfire on the Internet Apprentice and the Fellow Craft Or the work lecture, the pitch and catch. The, the pitch and catch, the crossfire, yeah. the question and answers. That's always been my shtick. That was my shtick because it was studying with my grandfather. And I, mm-hmm. and I appreciate learning the hard way because... I could get through the whole thing perfect, get to the very last word, and I could say the word poop or something instead of saying the word I'm supposed to. It's all the way back to the very beginning yep, of the book. Start over. With my dad, I could work it all the way to the last letter, the last word, and I'd say something like goldfish, and he'd be like, well, that's good enough. You got it. Yep. My dad that's, was a quitter. That's why I was well, joking. That's how my dad, he, uh, I'll, I'll be totally honest, I learned how to look to the east on my work. Because my dad didn't know. He knew Missouri's work lecture. Hey, you got Lester right there. Look at that. But uh, he gave me that because he thought he knew the work. I remember because he, he was raised in the 70s. Don't go past this section. He put a rubber band over the, <laughs> the fellow craft and masturbation section. Don't go section past this to, section. To, to don't go past the rubber band. And so he had a uh, – the house they lived in and mom still lives in, they have a heated workshop in the back back part of the garage. You know, had real – I mean, lights there. It's all beautiful, but – I would uh, I still smoke back then. I would smoke cigarettes at pace back and forth, practicing. And I think just practicing until two, three o'clock in the morning. And that's how I learned. I learned in a month. I learned the EA all the way through. And one day, you know, he gets up and he's working third shift, so he get up about you know probably three, four, or five o'clock sometimes. And I'd be in there working and everything. And he'd go, "Okay, here, get rid of the book. I'll follow you and book and everything." And, I get halfway through and go, yeah, you got it. I'm like, no, I'm going to learn this letter perfect. And I got lucky when I, when I got, when I got the, you know, I thought I had it well enough. Um, they called and said, hey, we're having an apprentice degree. You need to come up here and watch it. I said, okay, great. So I went up there. I didn't know what I was doing. I walked in. It's like, am I, am I allowed to be here and everything? They're like, yeah, yeah, you're fine. Because I, I, I didn't go with me. He stayed home. I was with the lodge. And I walked in, Harry Ebert, our old secretary up there. So yeah, Todd, you that's fine. I said, hey, um, anyway, I can do the uh, the, the crossfire now. I think I'm ready to give it and lodge. He goes, really? I said, yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm ready to go. Well, so so here's gonna do it with you. Well, this guy was like a deputy back then. He's like a area rep, like a deputy grandmaster, something like that. Totally blew my mind. I mean, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's gonna. Uh, you think all this stuff when he got his fancy apron show up. And he wasn't, you know, anything. But he said, "Well, you want to answer or ask?" I said, "Well, I'd much rather answer, you know." Oh, I always answer. I I can't ask. I mean, I've studied enough to know, but I've been I'm, I've been more, I'm more used to answering. That's well, why I've never, I don't think is, I've ever but, tried to ask. Oh, I've, I got forced into it. But no, guy, Don Nesbitt always that. Don Nesbitt always volunteered you for stuff. Oh, every time. <laughs> Even if I didn't know, he's like, "Don can do it." But but, uh, but I think about it, Todd, and it's yeah, just, I, gave, I gave the crossfire. I, as a, I was the inner apprentice, and I gave my work back like we used to. Back in the day, if you before you got passed on that degree, you had to stand there in open lodge and give the work back just to be able to go on. And there was we no, don't. There's not. 
we don't do that now. We haven't done it forever for as long as I've known. But, but yeah, I, I thought, well, that's something my dad had to do in Missouri. Well, I'm going to do it too. And I only did it on the year. I never did it on Fellowcraft or Master Mason. But it's it's just I think about I think a lot of it. My my attachment to this degree is it it's two reasons. It's one because it is the first step, and it's 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 opening your you're blind. Oh yeah, you're completely blind. You start blind. You're in the dark. But then it's also the memories. Like man, I I've I have participated and witnessed probably more entered apprentice degrees than I have anything else. I don't know why that is. If I probably. just look at it. It's 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 always something to behold, and I learn something every time, or I think about something a different way every time. Well, you learn something. I learn something every time I see a degree. I'll just, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this right now: the the second and third lecture, most of the time I'm zoned out on those. I'm usually like, okay, what do you, what desserts they got this this week? Or after degree, they got anything to eat after we get out of here? Am I gonna be able to stop it? Give me a, a, a drink. Now just get something to drink usually, which it, it's. It doesn't suck, but leaving here, there's nothing open. We leave lodge here. No. And little towns of birds out. There's no place to stop and get a drink. No, so you have to wait. You just go straight home. You just go straight home. I mean, I'm not calling like a beer or anything like that, but even to stop and get like a, a, a pop or a Coke or something like there's that. There's a vending machine attached to the liquor store over yeah, there. Yeah, that's about the only thing you're going to get to drink in this yeah. town. So, but being up north and everything, where most everything's 24 hours up there, yeah. it's always so busy because all the factories work 24 hours a day yeah. up there. You can, but if you're leaving lodge, you can just stop at the gas station and get something to drink, get a little snack on the way home, and go home. Here, it's like you better plan ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's like going over to um, Oakland City Lodge. I mean, if you go to Oakland City, it's right there. Basically, you come to Oakland City, make one turn, and the lodge is right there. Well, you go down the st- street about every mile, there's a gas station where you get you something to drink, and then pass everything you already passed to go back. Right. Because it's just, you know, driving home, you want something to drink, keep you awake. And yeah. Because that road is deer infested. And <laughs> I always see four or five of every night coming oh, yeah. over in that place. But, in, and I think the other thing is the working tools have always been my favorite part yeah. of this degree. And I think that's often overlooked the, the working tools of an entered apprentice, because that, yeah. to me, that perfectly sets up. Well, the, the difference the between basis. well, and it's the difference between what masonry used to be yeah. and what it is now. And I think that that sometimes when you when you look at things like oh crap, I never thought about that in masonry. Well, you think about it, you got the you got the basic teachings of okay, and for basically we're self improvement, right? So the yeah. first thing you got to do you got to learn how to how to uh, time management, right? How to have enough time to do what you need to get done basically right. in life. You got 24 hours in a day. Right. So that, it teaches you, you know, I'm not going to go through a whole spill of it because if you want to learn it, well, it's in the, it's in the black out. book. Yeah, yeah. It's in there. But it teaches you time management. Okay. Exactly. You got so many hours of this, so many hours of that, so many hours of this. Well, then you got, okay, well, to prove yourself, you're going to have to, you know, basically, uh, you know, Get rid of your intemperances and your, you know, your vices and everything like the that. Superfluities of life. Exactly. Stuff like that. Well, that that's what the common gavel represents. You know, chipping those things off the stone to make it more perfect and everything. And that it's a perfect two tools to start off any any appearance with. Because as a you know, as a new guy, you got to learn. Okay, I got to. I got so many hours to do this. I got so many hours to do that. And what are you looking for? The working tools here. Right I was now? trying to look for the. They're yeah. in one of the drawers, but so someone thought it would be funny to steal our working tools. Oh, that's that's a hot button issue. We oh can't bring that up. I know. I don't know why. A hundred 
a hundred plus years of working tools and they're all upset about they're it. They're gone, yeah. But I yeah. think I don't think so. I stole them. I think it was literally kids that was been in here and put them in their pocket, not thinking about it. And we have the boxes even here. Where's the box at? They took the box too. Yeah, there was nothing here. What if, in the odd chance that they never did get taken, and we just find them like five years from now in a random place? Maybe, but we've looked everywhere. We can't find them. They're look. They're upset. The original working tools that are a hundred plus years old. Yeah, the original working tools of the lodge, as far as I know. I can't even get in here. I'm the master of this lodge. I should have a key to this cabinet. No, they, they got one key to it. It's hidden. Oh, I know where it's at. I know where it's at, but. What if I want to get in here and study? You got a book for that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the two, the two working tools for the Enterprise degree are the, it's a, the two first things that every person in the world needs. Because you get out of high school, you don't understand time management. You know, if you think about it, I got a high school, I knew how to go work and how to go party. That was it. There was nothing else on my mind. You know, so, but, you know, then, then after a while, I had to learn, okay, I can't do that much partying anymore because <laughs> I have to go to work. I work a second shift all the time. So, but you know, it's something that every young person needs to learn time management and, you know, what to do what you have to do besides what you, what you want to do. You know what I mean? You get rid of those vices. I mean, you can't be inebriated all the time. You can't be... Superfluities in yeah, life. You had to get rid of those superfluities to be a responsible person. Well, yeah, right. Exactly. You know, that's why I think you're the two perfect tools for an apprentice because you, know, you learn those two things, time management and, you know, chipping off your stones of superfluities and your vices and temperances and stuff like that. So, what was going through your mind when you were initiated in the press hey at the end of that I night no idea i mean think about I mean, that at the end of the night i had so much information thrown at me i couldn't even gather all of it it took me a long time and i'll, I'll freely admit it to to really piece together all those lectures oh yeah well i remember uh, the second lecture i got that night after the crossfire which uh my buddy uh rob featherstone and I forget who did the other parts of it. They did the crossfire. And then Tom Robbins from Quincy Lodge 230, I think it was, over in Elwood. Elwood. He uh, he came up and goes, I can't stand it that long anymore, so I'm going to sit down and give you this lecture. And he kind of just started going throughout the second lecture, was just talking and talking talking. And next thing you know, he gets up, gets do garden sign, goes sits back down. I never knew he started lecture. He just talked to me for like 15 minutes. But he did it in such a way that it was just like, I'm just going to tell you what this, what you need to know right now and can we're going to get done. Can I read you a little passage out of the black book? Can you read? That's one of my favorite parts of, it's one of my favorite lectures of Which the Internet of Prince degree. Which one is it? Well, right here. Oh. At the building of King Solomon's temple, there was not heard the sound of axe, hammer, or any tool of iron. The stones were all human, squared and numbered in the quarries where they were raised. The timbers felled and prepared in the forests of Lebanon and conveyed by sea and floats to Joppa and from thence by land to Jerusalem, where they were set up by wooden malls prepared for that purpose. And when the building was erected, its several parts fitted with such exactness that it had more the appearance of being the handiwork of the supreme architect of the universe than of human hands. 
Yeah. That, I don't know why that has always well, it's a, it's a stuck out to me. But that's the like the first little line of it and everything. It's, it's, it's awesome. Look well, around. you know me. I love anything that talks about King, King Solomon. Solomon. Yeah, yeah, you know me. Yeah. But, yeah, you, and that's where basically masonry got his mysticism from back in the day from the cathedral builders. How, you know, these guys who were illiterate in all, all reality couldn't read. Uh, but there could, are so many write. lectures in this mm-hmm. entered apprentice degree. Only two. Well, there's a lot in the second section. Well, yeah. There's, there's your point within a circle. That's the phallus. Lingus. So we should name the podcast the Phallus and Lingus podcast. Oh, yeah. That was. <laughs> hey, one man. <laughs> I, I've been saying, I've been saying, I've, I've been telling Kirk Kelly for years we missed the boat on Steel Toes and Scoreboards. I said we should have been called the Hashtag Tits podcast. He said, why? I said, two idiots talking sports. He said, boy, that's not deceiving, is it? I said, hey, we would have got a lot of downloads. Yeah. What is this crap? <laughs> but <laughs> but you think about it back in the day when most people I see in England when they're building all cathedrals and everything, 99% of everybody was illiterate. No, nobody could read. You couldn't read, couldn't write. I mean, barely you could count on your fingers. You just leaders. make your mark. And they made your mark. That's where, you know. The Mark Master. Mark Master and everything. Shout out me getting ready to take my council degrees. <laughs> All right. Hot shot. Um, but these guys who built these cathedrals who, you know, they put the stones together so perfectly that you couldn't fit a razor blade in between the stones. Tell me how that's possible. Tell me how this was possible. Aliens. <laughs> no, I mean. It's you. Know, you learned when you're a mason that you know when you how to square those stones up, and you got everything perfectly squared by using you know squares of like. There was not heard the sound of one tool of iron. No, because they they squared everything in the quarries before they shipped them to the temple. To an outsider that doesn't know anything about Freemasonry, they hear some of this like. No, they pre-planned that. They must have built it, tore it down, and then shipped it out. That's there's no way that was possible. Well, you're building a wall. You know that you're going to have x amount of dimensions. It's, it's like building a house now with two by fours. You ask a guy, okay, I want a house that's going to be. I need a wall that's this long, this tall. How much wood do I need to build it? Well, anyone who's a master carpenter or something like that is going to know. Okay, I'm going to have so many boards. It's 16 on centers for my studs. It's this long. I know how many times 16 goes in this. Look at you go, Master Carpenter, you. No, I was a geometry nerd in high school. 16 16 on center. Look at you go. Todd Whaley. I did some framing. Let's uh, (laughs) give you a little bit of applause there. I did some framing in my life. Not much, but enough to know about it. All right. But, you know, you get those guys who design houses or build houses. They know how many two-by-fours you're going to take to make a wall, you know, so many feet long. They just just know that because they do it every single day. Well, if you build a building like that, okay, I got a wall that's going to be, say, it's, you know, 100 feet wide. Every stone's going to be this big, this by this dimensions. They know how many, how many stones going to be there. Okay, so I could build all these stones, and you know that all these stones prepare them, put them, set them in there, and then I get to do the pretty part at the end. Well, right. Actually, there's a guy on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and on YouTube. Uh, he's a, he's actually an operative mason. I don't think he has anything to do with Freemasonry at all, but he's over in Europe. But he actually does like all the fancy, you know, cathedral yeah. you know, stuff like that, and shows like all the chisels. He doesn't doesn't talk about it or anything, but he just shows him doing. Of course, he's all beef caked up with his shirt off and oiled up and everything while he's doing all this stuff. So, if you like that, go ahead. But 
but seeing him seeing him do that work reminds me of the ancient actual stonemasons who because he worked on the Notre Dame Cathedral. He it shows him doing repairs to the Cathedral of Notre Dame over in Paris or Notre Dame, whatever you want to say it. Everything. Notre Dame. But, but he he they, he showed him making remaking pieces that were made back when that was the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I can't think of it. I could probably yeah, you worry about finding it, but. <laughs> But he actually shows him doing like all those, you know, where you got like the yeah, the yeah, half yeah. round, and you got the cut in, and you got the big half round, and do stuff like that. It shows him how does all of the chisel and the hammer. There's no he sands a little bit stuff like that, but he marks pencil marks out and everything. And chisel, he even did a thing with uh, kind of one of those like clover looking things where he takes the compass, inscribes a line, and he brings it down, scribes, makes all these little circles, and then chips away at it, and makes this like beautiful like you know piece of slate i think it was a black granite or whatever but does it all the chisel and everything makes everything shiny and pretty and it's like holy crap and that's all geometry i mean that's the secret of freemasonry back in the day with geometry and if anybody wants to know what the g stands for geometry and god which in ancient time was synonymous i always yeah or green beans whatever <laughs> <laughs> I just did Todd's laugh because he said green beans and I turned around and looked at the G. Look at this green, huh? But, I mean, if you ever go on TikTok or like that, people will come in there all the time. What's the G stand for? What's the G stand for? Well, it stands for God, doesn't it? I know it stands for God. Well, I've heard uh, Gilgamesh and. Gelga, what? Uh, Gilgamesh, it's an ancient name. No, it's we're paying homage to the goats we ride around the room. It stands for goats. Her goats, stuff like that. But it does mean it does stand for. Why does everybody think we God. sacrifice goats? We don't. We because ride the goats. They fear what they don't know. They like to make up stuff and this stuff they don't know. I've been seeing a lot of good stuff on Facebook lately about the only people that talk stupidly about masonry are stupid people. Are stupid people <laughs> that don't know anything about masonry. Yeah. And if you ever, like I say, I talk about Brother Fluff all the time. But if you ever go and watch his lives. And every once in a while, people get on there and say, follow Jesus, follow Jesus. And if you want to find anybody, if you know anybody who's as devout as Brother Fluff is about Christianity. He is. He really he, is. He, he knows his Bible. He's been to seminary school, and he knows his Bible. He knows what it says. He knows what it means. He is a follower of Christ and everything. You, you cannot deny him one bit on that. No. And but every once in a while, he'll go off on He'll start getting mad. And he'll start going off on I would on love him, to see him. Where man. it was so bad, he's like, okay, I got to slow down. I'm starting to get warnings from TikTok here. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't want people on there yelling at people and stuff like that. They want everybody no, they happy, want happy, happy, happy. But <laughs> happy, happy, but happy. It's, it, is, it is truly about the G stands for God in geometry, which if you think about God is the grand architect of the universe, he built the universe, so we call him the architect of the universe. And he used geometry to build it because we're not flat earthers. The, the world is round. Actually, it's oval. You wouldn't even think about it. But, but anyway, the inner press degree, it's... Is intended symbolically to represent the entrance of man into the world in which he is afterward to become a living and thinking actor. There you go. Hold on. Coming from the ignorance and darkness of the outer world, his first craving is for light. Not that physical light which springs from the great orb of the day as its fountain, but that intellectual light which emanates from all primal source of things, from the great architect of the universe, creator of the sun and of all things that it illuminates. There you go. 
My favorite thing ever Todd Whaley's on the show is Todd, what is Freemasonry? Freemasonry is an allegory of human life. It is a moral <laughs> science for man. It's a good time. I'm like, that's just spoken right out of a book, textbook somewhere. What is this? What is the purpose of Freemasonry? Well, I don't think it's a rule, but I think it's just something everybody follows. In that case, I... Mark, make a mark on that. I'm going to make a note <laughs> right here, and I don't have a pad and paper. So, well, as Todd fills time, I am going to make a note right here in a text message to Todd. But the EA degree is, it, I see it done great. I see it done horribly. But And being done horribly, it's still done right. It's just, you, know, you hear guys say, man, that work was rough last night. When they say that, it's like, well, it was a, the guys weren't really on their game, I guess, as far as ritual goes. You just text me? Yeah, I texted you that, so you have to text it back to me and remind me okay. what I do post-production. <laughs> Are you really not supposed to say the candidate's name? I, I was told that a long time ago. Yeah, you're not supposed to advertise who the candidate is. Oh, Todd texted me back. <laughs> Got this out. Uh, hey, Wade Bone follows me. Cool. Who? Wade Bowen. Who's Wade Bowen? <laughs> uh, Texas singer-songwriter. Mm. Pretty popular Texas. Said I'm good for nothing because I'm always stoned. Not him, no. <laughs> Hard to leave family when you're never home. Hard to raise a family when you're never home. Who knows that? You're lying sack. Of- Brandon Jenkins. Probably die alone. Oh, Probably yeah. die alone. Yeah. Can you tell me he was a mason? Yeah. He's dead, unfortunately. Yep, died on a uh, complication to heart surgery. Brandon Jenkins. Lord, please forgive me for what I'm... Yep, anyways. Well, thank God you're in radio, not music. But <laughs> That is true. I, hey. I do. I have a great job working at a TV and radio station for, uh, for uh, Todd Potter. Or <laughs> Todd Whaley's uncle, Bill Potter. I called you Todd Potter. Todd Potter, yeah, that's what I need. Yeah. Todd Potter. <laughs> but yeah i don't know i don't how was this a good internet apprentice episode there's yeah, still more we can talk about it's kind of all over the place true form for us <laughs> yep all over the place wait you just text me again yeah <laughs> he sent me he sent me an emoji to which i cannot describe <laughs> yeah <laughs> I said it to my daughter here a while back. <laughs> she made this little smart remark. I just sent her that emoji. My wife got mad at me. I'm like, why? <laughs> why did your, how old is your daughter? Ten. Briley will be ten and eight. Why does she have a phone at ten? Because if stuff happens at school or after school, you pick up early or stuff like that. Or if her volleyball. Does she have limited time? You guys like got the crackdown oh, yeah. on it? Oh, yeah. She can't have it like before, uh, during school. Can't be on at all. Can you guys like control it and shut oh, yeah. down? Like- I can shut it down right now if I wanted to. <laughs> I got the app and everything. I just can you go in there like turn her phone off, like turn yeah. turn off like her internet and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can lock her down right now. Just hit that button right there. Because <laughs> you can't use it for nothing but emergency phone calls, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that mm-hmm. would be so fun. Let me see that. No, <laughs> you'll shut it off while you're not getting phone calls from my wife. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> all right. This has been fun. 
Yeah, we didn't give away too much, I don't think. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I don't think they're going to pull our cards yet. No, not do, yet. Do we got anything else in an apprentice we need to... I don't think so. We just, you know, the inter-apprentice degree is just a starting degree, and it teaches you, represents uh, basically your your youth. That's where you're learning. That's where you learn how to be a part of it. And Had we not been conferring this degree coming up here in a couple of weeks, we probably would not have even talked about this. Probably not, no. But I just... But you wanted to. I'm like, all right, let's talk about it. I don't know what else you want to talk about. Anything uh, on here? On this? Not really. I mean, we got some allegorical stuff we're going to talk on later, but... The um, allegory stuff's always fun because that's when I always sit there and I look at you like, what? <laughs> yeah, because Todd, Todd is a scholar. He gets I into am learning. It. I am not a scholar. I am just. How is your phallus paper coming out? <laughs> it's I haven't worked on it at all. It's not. The, it's a point. Give everybody an update on what I'm talking about for those that are new the, to the show. If you go back in ancient times when the point in the circle was used, it actually comes from uh, ancient Greek mythology. Where I don't know, I can't remember right now the name of the the god goddesses and everything. But at one point, the the god of the sun, his wife uh, would see the moon murder his husband, her husband, every night, every evening. The sun would get murdered, and then be reborn, reborn every morning, and everything. And some of the symbols of them was the point was the points in the circle. And this is, this is totally, I could be totally jacking this all up, but the, the <laughs> point, the point, it, you pervert, but the, <laughs> I'm sorry. I swear I'm, he has been drinking folks. He did the moron, but, <laughs> but let's try the, to be the actual about this. point was in the circle is a bowl with like a, a pole sticking out of it. If you look at it, if you got to hold your bowl in your hand. And you have like a post coming out of it. Well, the bowl is the lingus, and the pole is the phallus to represent the the, the anatomy parts of it. But anatomy part of man and woman, and also it represents the uh, the humanity, the, you know, the way humanity is made. You know, it wasn't all dirty talk back in the day, but it just represented the way humanity was, is made. <laughs> Todd, the, Todd said he goes. It, it got so deep. He goes. Todd's exact words. It gets ridiculous after a while. Todd's exact words was, it got so deep. And then when he said it got so deep, considering what we were talking about, I lost it and couldn't keep a straight face because I'm so immature. Yeah. And then after he got me to shut up and quit laughing, he goes, what I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted by an immature 12-year-old, he goes, it got so deep and so intuitive, I had to walk away from it. Well, you go back to anything Greek mythology. It all turns. It all turns into a way of of uh, the allegory of reproduction. It all breaks down to that somehow, some way. Everything's about reproduction, bringing life out of nothing. Life begets life. Exactly. And yeah, somebody. And I, I went through. You know, I went through the Masonic Encyclopedia. Talked about the point in the circle. Then, if you. Uh, I got some books off uh, Kindle about the Freemason symbolism and everything. It goes even deeper than what the Masonic, Masonic encyclopedias go through, and it's like, it's like, man, it's, just, it's a lot of information. How am I going to explain all this? And I'm not, I'm not academic at all. I'm just a meathead jock and everything. But I do find it fascinating to learn this stuff because you know it's like, I, like I, I mentioned before. There's, you know, the Masonry. We're we we're being taught that our fathers and grandfathers were taught was. You know, well, hey, learn this work. That's all you need to know. 
learn the crossfires and you know all that that's all you know if you that's, learn the ritual you learn the, the ritual that's the way it is nowadays so but much but you're not you're not taught okay where do these symbols come from like when we talk about the golden fleece I didn't know what the golden fleece represented I just knew it was a some kind of honor or something because you know it says in the in the apron lecture you know more ancient than the golden fleece for the, the Roman eagle, eagle more honorable than the star guard or any other order conferred upon you I didn't, I didn't know what the gold. I didn't know how old the golden fleece was. I knew it had to be pretty old if it's you know ancient symbols stuff like that. And you know, I'm sure someone who did get that classical education probably learned about the golden fleece mythology and stuff like that. We don't get that now in our schools. No, God, no. Nothing like that. I mean, I didn't. I didn't know anything about the sure, the, the the orders of knighthood in England. You're not taught about that stuff. I'm sure most people even in England don't know about that stuff. Yeah, but maybe they were talking about back in the 870, 1450, 60, 1700s. But, yeah, I didn't know anything about stuff until I started looking it up on Wikipedia. And it runs oh, there, so there's crazy. There's hundreds of orders of knighthood out there. If not thousands. I mean, you got lucky you had Scotland, Ireland, you know, German had it, France had orders of knighthood, Denmark, you know, Netherlands. All of them had an order of knighthood. And they all had separate, you know, if you look at all the knights that went to Jerusalem during the Crusades. I mean, there wasn't just the Templars and the Hospitalers. So there, there was hundreds, if not thousands, of different orders that went to protect pilgrims or to protect the Holy Lands. I mean, actually, Chris Hodab, actually, we talk about Chris Hodab again, he wrote a book, Templars for Dummies, that talks about all, all about the uh, Crusades and everything and where the Templars came from. You think about how... And he's gonna he's gonna hate me for saying this. Oh, he's gonna hate you no matter what. No, I'm kidding. I'm Think joking. about how Hodap has helped change masonry. Oh yeah, and it just in the state of Indiana alone, he has spoken at so many different lodges, and uh, the biggest thing I think what he opened up people's eyes to were, you know, you have these lodges that still are decorated like they're from the Coolidge administration. And that's what that's one of the parts of his speech he always gives. He looks like, like yeah, you got there, you got the old leather furniture and an old dusty TV in the in the lounge or whatever, and you got these old books and everything dusty and dirty. Well, why do I want to be a part of this? Clean your lodges up. You know, I think we need to have it clean up. Lay up here, get rid of some of this clutter around here. Vincennes number one just had one. They this just weekend. had one. They, I threw saw away, they threw away a piano. I was like, yeah, I could use I that. saw a piano. <laughs> I could use a piano. <laughs> It's crazy. I keep telling my wife, I want to get a piano, just have a piano in the house. Like, where are we going to put it? I said, I don't know, but I like to have a piano in the house. <laughs> it's like, oh, the kids are driving us crazy. So they do that already. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine little David Whaley up there? Oh, he does that grandma and grandpa's all the time. He'll climb up on there and I'll go up. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Who's got a piano? Ken Susie. Oh. Yeah, there, there's none at my mom's house. There's no room for it. <laughs> it's packed. <laughs> But it's you know I just you know he but Chris Hodap he talks I mean he has basically uh, saved brought Ripple Lodge brought it back for the brink and now they're thriving and then he started Lodge Vitruvian which one day I'm gonna get to Lodge of Vitruvian is I'm uh, gonna get up there one day and see that lodge that's, I think that'd be neat that's something that you talk about quite a bit or go to Pentelfia Lodge for the they're, they're a traditional observant lodge Pentelfia that's what we that's where we went last year for the. Uh, Lodge research. That was Pentelfia Lodge. They meet in that in that that lodge. Oh yeah, room. okay. Yeah, and they're they're a traditional observant observant lodge, where they just do stuff a little bit different. The rituals are the same, the rules are all the same, everything. But it might take a guy a full year 
of learning to become a master mason or to get to the next degree might take them a year or then they use the uh, the uh, chamber of reflection where after a degree you go in a room and you kind of reflect on what you went through and there's symbols on the walls so like that it's i wonder how different we would be as masons you and i and how different this show would be if we were up there in that indianapolis area well i don't know i don't, know, this. I don't think this is gonna sound really stupid as does most of the things I say when I open my mouth. I don't think this show would be as good as it is. What are you doing? My belt buckle's killing me, man. <laughs> see, my fat, I just alone. see the belt buckle fly over. I'm like, Ugh. if I see that. It would dig into my I belly. See the pants come off. <laughs> I'm getting comfy, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> Normally you wear sweats. I do, but they were in the wash. <laughs> but anyways, I don't I don't think this would mean as much as it was what we were doing if we were up in that area. I know mm-hmm. that sounds crazy, but here it is. We are in the southern part of the state. Very southern. Where sometimes we're an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And we're doing things, and we're reaching out all across the state. Across, the, across other states, too. So. Oh, God. We're all over the globe. Dude, yeah, they, somebody's they, checking us out all the time in Japan and in Australia. And Konnichiwa. All these, Konnichiwa. <laughs> Good day. Malaysia, <laughs> Monaco. On the continent of Africa. Yeah, but they just want riches and fame. The <laughs> motherland over in England. Yeah. I tried to get uh, my buddy Otonka to be on this podcast, but I could never get through to him. Tonko. Atonka. It's not his real name. It's the name he used on TikTok. But he's always on live 99% of the time. If, you're, if you go on TikTok and you're friends with him, he, he's usually – he's not on there. He just has it up. And people are on there just talking to each other. Speaking of TikTok. TikTok. I put a TikTok on there, and I shouted you out. Did you? Yeah, this one I forgot to tag. I forgot to use some of the Freemasonry hashtags. Masonic talk. So uh, it didn't. Um, this one didn't deliver as well. That's Matt Rife. I definitely don't need to see that. <laughs> I like Matt right here. Rife. He's funny. Hang on. I want to read this. I want to read uh, kind of read part of that. When tomorrow starts without me. It says on two twenty nine two thousand eight, I was raised to the sublime degree of a master mason. November of 2022, I co-started the first Masonic podcast in the state of Indiana. 1-3-2024, I was installed as a first-time master of my lodge. 1-17-24, I became a Royal Arch Mason in the York Rite. I have loved every step of this journey. You're active now. There's a picture of our podcast. Then there's a picture of us, of me. It says, some don't understand why we choose to become Masons. We're at, that, was taken, that was taken during the, uh, the inclement weather at Founders Day. Mm-hmm. Picture of me and my dad. Oh, cool. Said so my dad was so proud the night of my past master degree. My papa would have been too, but he passed 9, 10, 21. Past master Todd Whaley, my co-host of that other Masonic podcast. My junior warden this year, one of my best damn friends, my brother. Then there's a picture of us. I'm, and here it is. This is key. I'm so happy I went along with his crazy idea of starting this show. I already had the equipment, but this was all Todd's idea. And then a picture of the sign. Look at that picture of the sign I took in the back of 
So we've been on a rocket ship since the show launched. I used to think I wanted to be in the Grand Line and that I needed it. Now I realize that my obligation to this fraternity is the show and trying to pass on my knowledge to newer brothers. Please try to understand. And I said, that's why I do it. That's why I'm a 16-year-long third-generation Mason. It was a picture of me at my Royal Arch degree. Good deal. I don't know what this... I found this audio clip and it... Right here. You guys are getting uncensored content. If the sun should rise and find your eyes all filled with tears for me, I wish so much you wouldn't cry the way you did today while thinking of the many things. Anyways. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. I don't wonder I was talking to real back to you. My message never got sent. Who's you to, Todd? Huh? Who's you to? Otanka. Otonka. Yeah, he's a brother from England. Yeah. He's actually a very well informed brother, too. One of the uh, guys, a uh, guy called, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, My Freemason on TikTok. He actually went over to England and visited with him at his lodge, and he was pretty neat. Well, that's good. Yeah, well, if you ever want to follow our TikTok, it is that other Masonic uh, podcast. At that other Masonic podcast, so just follow us on there. We're gonna start doing some more stuff on with our stuff to it. Todd runs the TikTok on there. Yep. So I try to. Yeah, but we got a thousand uh, over a thousand uh, followers on there right now, and it's actually going pretty good. You got seven new followers today. Well, there you go. Elon Musk started following us. I don't think that's real. What? But, <laughs> a lot of thirst traps out there trying to get us to. I love thirst traps. Uh, I can't. I don't even, I don't even click on them. No, it's fun, though. It's fun because you can mess with them. That's all you can do. All right, so. Let's wrap this pig up. This was a- this was a this was an episode about the Internet Prince degree that kind of went in sev- seventeen went different every other way in the world. seventeen different directions. Yeah, but it was fun. It's nine o'clock. Todd said he told Mama we'd be home late. I didn't tell you what time I'd be home. I said I'll be home later. Okay. Well, so we're we, gonna we're gonna we'll wrap do this. One more if you want to. We, we'll probably do one more. It'll be late night. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, like I said, this was just uh, this was an interesting episode. I won't call it a throwaway. I won't. I don't call anything we do a throwaway. But it was close. That's <laughs> like close. All right. So for uh, brother Todd, for brother Jared, this was uh, an episode about the Entered Apprentice degree and everything else under the sun we could do as we, we don't wait. pull our dues card. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing in there. Hey, if they want to pull a dues card, they can pull it after the ruffians episode, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> Todd still Todd still's like don't don't talk about that one that much. Maybe they just flew under the radar. Alright, so for Brother Todd and Brother Jared. We will catch you guys next time. Peace.